Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. All right, listeners, welcome back to Bible with the Boys. Welcome Ooh. back, welcome back. You're here with uh, Alex, Luke, Haley, and Noah. How's it going, y'all? Those are the people that are at this table. Yep. You best believe Can it. Confirm. All of us with Bibles. It's been a really long time. Um, it has on Yeah, we, for, we've been slacking on for, for us. Yeah. For us. Uh, who knows when you listen to the podcast. It might have been yesterday. So it could be like nothing ever happened. But we've been out uh, for like two or three months. At least, For yeah. reasons. Uh, Without yeah. making too many excuses. We've been yeah. recuperating <laughs> from uh, the coronavirus. Yeah. It really hit our schedules hard and we got lazy yeah i mainly just didn't want to edit the episodes that's the big thing but we got this cool new equipment that will hopefully make editing videos a breeze oh my god the equipment is excellent it's it's inspired us to get back on the saddle do you guys want to call out our sponsor here for a sec I would love to pretend like we're sponsored by them. I didn't even know I was sponsored. <laughs> I was going to say you because you bought all the microphones. And oh. I don't know if this is pitched yet. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, well, I mean, we can talk about that later. You don't have to pitch for the record. Uh, Thank you for sponsoring. I appreciate no that, man. Yeah. I just, I'm looking forward to just getting sober. Um, and uh, I've been there too, buddy. You'll stay strong. Keep drinking that Coke. Oh, I'm sponsoring you guys. Oh. Do you no. want us to do an ad read for you? We were supposed yeah. to you. <laughs> Should discuss this off air. Uh, okay, so uh, we left off on finishing up with the story of the flood, but not the story of Noah. Um, and to remind uh, all of us mainly, uh, the, the last thing that happened is the water subsided and uh, Noah landed his big-ass boat on a mountain that's debatably in... Uh, like the European East. Um, And another thing that we mentioned is that this, uh, I think, I think probably the last one that you guys have probably heard is us talking about uh, all the different flood stories. And so there was a mountain in a lot of these stories, but the one that he's talking about is strictly Bible. Yeah. um, But we did find interesting the geographical location of all the mountains. All Mm. the stories is kind of the same zone, but like, you know, learn about that in the other episode. Yeah. (laughs) um, So right now we're doing chapter nine. We might have covered it at the end of the last one. I don't remember, though, because I haven't edited it yet, like we were talking about earlier. Um, So we're just going to do it again because we probably didn't do it justice. (laughs) 
Um, this is chapter nine, God's covenant with Noah. You guys ready to get going? Any yeah, questions? let's get it cooking. Let's get it. Okay. Luke, Luke, do you want to take us away? Yeah, sure. Um, then God blessed Noah and his sons, saying to them, be fruitful and increase in number and fill the earth. The fear and dread of you, uh, the fear and dread of you will fall upon all the beasts of the earth and all the birds of the air, upon every creature that moves along the ground and upon creatures that move along the ground, and upon all the fish of the sea. They are given into your hands. Everything that lives and moves will be food for you. Just as I I have I just as I gave the green plants, now I give you everything. But you must not eat meat that has the lifeblood still in it. Shout out to all the vegan whiners out there. Yeah, God told you to eat meat. Also, I got to say, man, if that was one of the commandments basically causing terrorism to every other living organism on this planet, mission accomplished, boys. We did it. We have 2020. Yeah. <laughs> this yeah, is the so year. <laughs> is, is that saying that like you just shouldn't eat something while it's alive? Um, no, this is where the word for it in Judaism. Kosher? Uh, yes. <laughs> well, there, there's other there's other kosher laws that come up in Leviticus, but this is a kosher law, yeah. and it basically means you can't eat something with blood in it. You have to drain the blood. Oh. Yeah, so you can't just, like, kill the animal and then just, like, Cook rip up. into yeah. it with your mouth, Cook, like, start cooking it. Rare steak that bleeds, not okay. But that's not blood. It's... That's true. Just to be clear. They wouldn't have known that at this time. Yeah. That's no. not All blood. they know is it's red. <laughs> it would have looked like blood meat. to yeah. them. <laughs> is, that, is that how most people still interpret it then, even though we do know it's not blood? Um, I'm not actually sure. Wouldn't uh, surprise me. Wouldn't surprise me. Because when you say you want it rare, I mean, like, two, like all of you, all three of the people I'm sitting with right now, ladies and gentlemen, have all been in the waiting service for many years collectively. And I know y'all have served steak. And it's always, you know... How many times have you heard, I'll take it bloody? I'll take it bloody as a yeah. car victim, mm. you know? <laughs> How many times have you heard that? I have only heard that one once today. <laughs> All right, mark it down. <laughs> mark it down. Yeah, so uh, there's a couple of cool things to talk about in this verse, or this uh, section. Verse 1 is uh, interesting, because this is where Christians derive the idea of reproduction being God-ordained. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know how often you talk to Christians about uh, the responsibility of reproduction or uh, abortion politics, but this specific, um, I guess, uh, mission set forth by God is where a lot of Christians get the idea that not having a kid is kind of wrong. Um, you should yeah. Because God, God said so. God, God told you to do it. Are we all, like, under this paradigm, like, descendants of Noah? So we should follow Noah's, yeah. what, what Noah's told? Yep. Okay, okay. Same with the Moses deal. Yeah, everyone's dead except for these people now. There's no more lineage of Cain. So so God's saying that overpopulation is not an issue. Yeah. He's promoting it. He, yeah, he, yeah he's, he's promoting it. Well, no. I mean, he's saying that there is no over... I mean, he didn't give any limit, right? He didn't say, yeah. be fruitful, multiply until you get here. You just do it. He said, yeah. devastate the earth with your offspring, essentially. Right, yeah, and like all and everything on the earth is for you to use. Which is, this is like, I, I don't know how often you guys hear Christians say, like, well, I'm not worried about climate change because, like, this is kind of where, like, the, the biblical logic for climate change not existing comes from because the earth is meant to support us. God said so. Every now and then, I definitely hear that justification. And then on the other side, I just hear the whole, like, those who are, like, 
supportive of climate change and our general things like that are more of the we have to be good stewards and all of that. Yeah. I forget which passage that is, but yeah, yeah. So I can I've heard both. I've heard both. I, definitely, definitely. Yeah, to that point too. I mean, like if God is all knowing, then that means He would be able to know that there was going to be a point where the Earth just like couldn't support us all. Mm. So wouldn't like you would probably follow that logic the other way just as easily and know like when the earth is telling you you need to stop, that's God telling you you need to stop. Like yeah. the earth can take it. Yeah, I I wonder if we should read this story like chronologically or not. Like if I've I've been kind of considering God in this instance, kind of like you think about gods in uh Greek mythology. Yeah. How they're kind of like flawed mm-hmm. and stuff. It's just generally when the with the Greek stories you hear about it from the god's point of view and why they're making these decisions but like this is a little bit more following noah's story yeah so it could just be like perspective god just on a manic streak and being like look we made all this for you he just quit smoking you survived you survived the the flood i hate i was so mad (laughs) but noah i love you Noah, please have everything. God was going through a rough divorce. I want you back. God was going through a rough divorce and he saw favoritism in his favorite son on earth, the little Noah guy, you know, and he's like, you know what? You know, he just got to take out his anger some way, but he didn't want to wreck everything. You know, he's God. He's got some responsibility. It, that yeah. is a good point, though, because there's not much explanation of motive here. No, A lot of the no. time, like, it says, like, and God did this thing and he liked it or he didn't like it. Yeah. Very subjective. This is just, like, Make babies. That's like that's what I want you guys to do. Figure it out. Yeah. The earth is yours. Yeah. Also, t- now take you can it all. Meat. That was one thing I thought was interesting when I skimmed through this is we were talking a lot in Genesis, well, earlier in Genesis, about how it seems like in the garden they were not supposed to be eating animals. Like there seemed to be like some implication of that, and then now it's explicitly saying now it's okay to eat the animals. Yeah. Just like you could eat the plants, you may also eat the animals, which is kind of a nice full circle. I, our suspicions might have been correct. I've heard some people also argue that's like, uh, remember how uh, God, when they uh, when he finds them in the garden, God kills, I believe, two boars to, to cover them up or whatever. I think I've heard also the justification that uh, since God had already like shed blood at that point, the covenant was kind of broken on that. So oh, I that's what I've, I've just heard people argue it like that, like where it's like since God had killed a creation of his for the service of man at that point, yeah, the blood is shed, the seal is broken kind of thing. Yeah. Like, you might as well eat the eat what you, what you can kill. Like, yeah. yeah. And for listeners and also Haley, there, I, there's like, I don't know what version it is, but in some recounts of Genesis, um, Adam or God kills an animal and gets skins. That, that's what I refer to, yeah. Okay, yeah. It's not, most versions are like a fig leaf. Or okay, well, it's funny that you say that because I'm, Thinking back to our episode, and I'm pretty sure all versions we have right now says fig, say fig leaf. Fig leaf, mm, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. we did have that great vegetarian debate about the great vegetarian debate. <laughs> it could be defunct, but I just remember that argument commonly yeah. of like yeah. why oh it's uh, it's probably fine now. You know, you're not in paradise. You know, you might you know. <laughs> and my my for for a different translation, my fourth verse on this. Uh, it instead said, but flesh with life thereof, which is the blood thereof, shall ye not eat. Mm. So that's flesh and blood, isn't that? Are you KJV? Uh, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I, that's, then when you open up flesh, that's meat again. Like That might be trying to imply that like 
life is intertwined with blood. And maybe, like, the only way for something to fully be dead <laughs> is to get the blood out of the flesh. I'm, I'm going to go all tinfoily on you. I'm going to go all weird on the audience and everyone at this table. I'm just okay. going to say it. Like, I don't know. From what we've seen in these really old, old society, blood was always messed with. They People fascinated with it. They would drink it. They, they, they would do weird things with it. Blood has always been, like, a big, you know, like, central weird fascination of the age. So it makes sense to me. Like, you know, yeah, they probably see it with reference. Like, this is life force. You know what I mean? Without it, people die. When things die, that's what comes out. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I mean, yeah. No, I mean back back then they loved blood for some reason. And yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I mean, a blood, lot of blood kind of represents oxygen, mm-hmm. um, which we think of now, like generally scientifically, as one of the building blocks of life. Definitely yeah. our life. That's a good point. Yeah, it literally, it's only it's well, it's not his only job. No, it's his not job a, is to carry it. Yeah, and that's one of its primary functions is sending that oxygen to all all the areas of your body to keep you alive. And if that stops in an area, it's like pretty quick when stuff goes wrong. It's bad news. Yeah, (laughs) doctor, doc breaks out a saw, starts cutting things off. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god! (laughs) All right. So, any other comments on the first section? No, I think we can move on. All right. Okay. And surely your blood of your lives will I require. At the hand of every beast will I require it, and at the hand of man. At the hand of every man's brother will I require the life of man. Whoso sheddeth man's blood, by man shall his blood be shed. For in the image of God made he man. And you be ye fruitful and multiply. Bring forth abundantly in the earth, and multiply therein. And that's the end of the section. What I tell you, man, they love that blood. He even demanded it from man and all beasts. The first section has an interesting translation in the message here. I'm curious about the, the word choice, but... But your own lifeblood I will avenge. I will avenge it against both animals and other humans. So... They chose the word avenge in this, that, yeah, which doesn't have the same connotation for me at all. We, we may want to have kind of everyone read this section. Yeah. They, yeah. What kind of vocabulary yeah. verse is six? Uh, verse six, yeah. Or the whole thing. Oh, no, I verse think, five. No, I, think five, five. I think five, six, and... Okay. Um, or at least five and six. So here's um, NIV. Uh, and for your lifeblood, I will surely demand an accounting. I will, be de- uh, I will demand an accounting for every animal and for each man, too. I will demand an accounting for the life of his fellow man. Whoever sheds the blood of man, by man shall his blood be shed. For in the image of God has God made man. As for you, be fruitful and increase in number. Multiply on the earth and increase upon it. Is he asking for a sacrifice? Sounds like it. My, that's it what does. mine sounds like. He's a blood god? He's a blood god. <laughs> mine sounds yeah. creepier than so, that. Go yeah. ahead, go ahead. Go, go read ahead, read five and six. <clears throat> Surely I will require your lifeblood. From every beast, I will require it. And from every man, from every man's brother, I will require the life of man. Whoever sheds man's blood, by man his blood shall be shed. For in this image of God, he is made man. Yeah, yeah, he's, def- he's, he's definitely asking for blood. Like Blood for the blood it's pretty, god. Pr- pr- pretty explicit. Blood. It's pretty, like Luke's what got like a little bit grittier and mine is just like, th- there's no coding whatsoever. <laughs> it's like, yeah, so this... What, what are you supposed to do? This gets into the Noahide Covenant, which is the uh, first of 
five covenants in the Bible. This is what the internet people are worried about. This is exactly what they're worried about. Oh my god. This is what the internet people That's what the youngins are jabbering about. Yeah, so there are seven Noahide laws set forth in uh, Judaism. Uh, I don't, I tried to figure out if Christians are into them. I don't remember being taught them. I was just taught of the Noahide covenant, which is like the rainbow promise. Yeah. But uh, Jews believe that there are seven laws that are set out in this chapter um, by God to Noah for all of man to follow forever. And uh, me and Haley discussed playing a game. We're going to, uh, Mm. instead of, Instead of me telling you what the laws are, you guys try to guess what all seven of them are as we read through. Okay, I'm going to guess that one probably is. The sacrifice? Yeah. All right. Oh, oh, not just any sacrifice. Not just any sacrifice. He specifically asked for, in my version, for every kind of animal's blood, every man's blood, and every man's brother's blood. So anyone with male genitalia, he wants that blood, apparently. Yeah, so... (laughs) Every beast. That would include female beasts as well. I guess so. There are arguably... Uh, two or three in just this section. Hmm. Um, one of them is verse six. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Shut it. Who? So the so reproduction whoever, whoever... one is one. No, actually, that really? that's weird. Um, yeah. Can that, I that's also just real quick? I had a question earlier. You mentioned the rainbow promise, but I don't. I don't know what that is. We'll get there. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um. So it's not the reproduction one. But so verse six, whoever, yeah, don't whoever sheds blood, by man shall his blood be shed. So is that death penalty? Uh, yeah, that that sounds like a yeah, yeah. that's like, like undeniably death penalty. Righteous murder. Yeah. How how is this Noahide law gonna work with <laughs> war? Uh, we have some examples. Well, of lucky that. for we you, in examples. a few chapters we do get to genocide. We have some examples uh, of it, and he kind of gets thrown out. <laughs> there's there's a lot of exceptions that God made. He was on, he was on one in this. Yeah. Oh yeah, chapter. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, it's it's called. Well, I'll try to say it in uh, in Hebrew, but chef chef shot demin, uh, which is the prohibition of murder. Um, mm. It essentially just sets out that. Murder is illegal. Thou shalt not kill. Um, if you kill people, you'll get killed. Um, is, is, God is, will avenge someone who is killed. Okay, is the second one this blood covenant? Um, weirdly enough, it's not, but that is part of the Noahide covenant. It's not one of the seven laws. But it's something but like that encompasses the entire thing? is part of it, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So is, is maybe, do you have to make the blood sacrifice to follow all the other ones? Or... Um, I'm not sure how it play into rules, but part of the Noahide covenant is animal sacrifice because later in another covenant that we'll get to, um, God undoes that. Because uh, part of like, basically what this is establishing is the expectation that to follow God and to stay good with him, you need to give him things. This is like, oh, it's, this isn't a oh, given, this isn't like a God just does things for you relationship. You have to do stuff for God. It's old school religion. It's old school. Interesting. So and that's worth noting, though, because later God is going to change that rule. Well, it, yeah, I, I, that's also like really great that that is something that we think of as like for older gods, for you know, lesser gods, evil gods. Is but it's just it's just not on the first page. It's just they yeah. waited like yeah. eight nine pages to tell you that. They know people. I, it it, it kind of like paints the picture that God goes through 
eight chapters, and finally he's like, "I this is ridiculous. I'm doing too many good things for you guys. You're doing nothing for me. I'm infuriated. <laughs> Just sacrifice things, okay? All these other gods are getting cool ass sacrifices, babies and stuff. <laughs> what you got for Just, me? Like, what, 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 you, what are you guys doing for me? <laughs> <laughs> So I do want to just touch before we head on, though, about the uh, the death penalty argument, because I've actually, I've never had that argument used. I've never heard that argument used for the death penalty before. So is that, I mean, it doesn't seem like it could still be kind of used, though, because you're killing a man, which later we decide is no good, right? Um... Well, it's not that God changes his mind about killing people. It's that God makes more specific rules for who the death penalty actually applies to. Oh. Um, specifically in the uh, uh, the Ten Commandments, mm-hmm. God has a clause, essentially, that says, like, these you only don't kill Israelites. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everyone else They're is my favorite. Game. They're <laughs> my favorite. That's um, my team. Because a lot of times when you hear the Ten Commandments, it's just like a... Thou shalt not kill. It's actually thou shalt not kill fellow tribesmen. Oh. That's yeah. so different. <laughs> yeah. that is it's a very different. But yeah. that's that's kind of that's the exception that goes on here. Because right now it's just a death penalty for death. But later there's some more detail and nuance. Huh. Detail and nuance. You mean supremacy? <laughs> yeah, I was about to say. But yeah, it is kind of interesting. It's basically an eye for an eye law. Yeah. As long as it's the right people. Well, right, well, now, right, now, it's it's right now, it's all they're worried about. They ain't right, got now, no, yeah. right now, this is pretty fair. Yeah. Yeah. And honestly, this is yeah, this is pretty much some Hammurabi shit. Yeah, some yeah. Hammurabi shit, it's roughly. Hammurabi shit. Roughly, yeah. <laughs> it's still a little underdeveloped, but they're getting there. You can see it. Yeah. So, and then the uh, there's another law which you guys did uh, did catch is the bleeding the animal, um, kosher meat, hanging it, um, which is ever mean hashe. Prohibition mm. on removing uh, and eating a limb from a live animal or eating it with blood. That makes sense. If you're going to eat the animal, you got to kill it. If you're going to eat, yep. like, it has to be drained. Yeah, it's ba- it, it kind of is the idea of, like, uh, like treating the animal with respect. Mm. Yeah, and also treating yourself with respect. I mean, yeah. you're putting, like, if you're eating a, an animal that's dying, you're causing that thing pain, and then you're consuming that pain. Whilst it's suffering, yeah. yeah. And that's kind of like a... It's pretty like spiritual outlook mm-hmm. on like consumption. Yeah, it's kind of it's cool that it's like this early in this book. If you take a leg, you ought to take a life type deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think that's all of the really obvious of the. That was three of them. Three of seven. Three of seven. I think we did three of seven. Yeah. Those were not that obvious for the record. Well, yeah, not like. In but this part, as far kind of, as weird, some of them get redundant. As far as weird ancient rules go, yeah, maybe it lines up with some of the ones that you kind of expect. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. yeah, I bet it has something to do with this. Some, some well, weird thing like that. If they seem redundant, <laughs> they, could they be mistranslations? Uh, we'll see, because the message has some mistranslations from just the regular yeah, ones. So. Okay, well, <laughs> this chapter is also famously got some hot takes towards the end that get translated in different ways. So, interesting. We have almost a million sects of this religion, people. <laughs> and half of them are belong to one, but, you know, hey, someone's got to rule it, you know? Big ups to the Catholic Church and all that. Vatican. Yeah, big ups to them. Big ups. Big ups. Can we get a big round ups. of uh, A round of applause, applause for the Catholic yeah, Church? Go Vatican. Love Viva La Rome. Viva La Rome. Viva La Rome. All right, shall we move on?
but okay. Uh, then God, uh, verse eight. Then God said to Noah and to his sons with him, "I now establish my covenant with you, and with your descendants after you, and with every living creature that is with you, the birds, the livestock, and all the wild animals, all those that came out of the ark with you, every living creature on earth. I establish my covenant with you." Never again will all life be cut off by the waters of the flood. Never again will there be a flood to destroy all of the earth. Um, and I'm going to go to one more verse because uh, this is the rainbow. Oh, sorry. Uh, and God said, this is the sign of the covenant I am making between me and you and every living creature with you. A covenant for all generations to come. I have set my rainbow in the clouds and it will be the sign of the covenant between me and the earth. Oh my gosh. I did not. So I always see Christian people like taking pictures of the sky and saying like things relating to like, if God, like that's godly. Oh my gosh. You know, that's the reason God exists. And I did not know that there was like a whole thing about it until right now. I've just Mm -hmm. been seeing it on like social media and thinking that's really nice that you see something really beautiful and you think it could be God making that for you. I've never even. I did not know that that was a thing. That's so, why Christians I'm love rainbow. Brain exactly. right now. Also, he he says in the cloud, which I I think that just means water vapor in air or wa- water in air. Those are clouds. So it's like God yeah. is water in air, and so yeah, I don't know that that is kind of beautiful because that would be anything you see in the sky, and we we live in an area of the of the world where there is very beautiful yeah. sky. Do we not? Yeah. We definitely New Mexico. Oh my gosh, guys! Ah! <laughs> Yo, dude, we don't know who's listening. Yo, dude. <laughs> By the way, Noah, Alex, we're, we're, we're censoring that. Synonyms. We're censoring that. There are all synonyms. No real identities have been revealed due to synonyms. the integrity of this synonyms. show. <laughs> they're what? They're, 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 they're pen names. <laughs> no, but they also are synonyms. You can use oh, any one of our names interchangeably. It's yeah. pretty Yeah, incredible. it's true. In fact, Haley, that's right. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> yeah. That's right. You have no fucking idea. Who we when are. I was in elementary school, I was I was Luke. We're all just really good at doing impressions of each other. Yeah, super good at it. Yeah, guess, guess who that was? <laughs> guess who that fit. <laughs> there, there was an interesting thing about uh, in this chapter that for uh, verse eleven, mine was a little bit different than yours. Yours said. Never. Mine says this, and I will establish my covenant with you. Neither shall all flesh be cut off any more by waters of a flood. Neither shall there any more be a flood to destroy the earth. It doesn't say never. Oh, yeah. mine says so, never, but that's so that's a fun part of the Bible. One of my favorite parts. It's the kid. little words, man. It's, it's, it's very contract languagey, and as a kid, this really messed me up in church because I thought, well, he didn't say he won't kill us all again. He just said he won't just do no it with water. water. No, I said the same thing, dude. Well, it, fires one, on the table, one, earthquake, hurricane. Yeah. Fires. <laughs> this one, he also never said never. So he still could do and it with water. He might do it, just like not that one. Yeah. <laughs> Which is kind of a no-brainer. Or maybe, maybe man, like he sends another prophet that we all think is just another lunatic with a compound. And the prophet yeah. tells us, like, there will be no more rainbows. God has nullified his contract. And then <laughs> randomly, we don't no see any more rainbows. rainbows. We don't see no more rainbows, man. <laughs> the next thing you know, man, it's like Hurricane Katrina on the entire world. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, and one thing I would, I kind of... I guess I caught for the first time ever thinking about this one when I read through, just taking some notes on it. Um, I did not really 
think about the fact that with like the flood stories we talked about, how there's other all sorts of other civilizations with stories of a global flood yeah. or even a regional mm-hmm. flood. Um, saying he'll never do it with specifically water makes sense for a human to write about their god because you can make that promise to a group of people. Like right. if you're if you're speaking for your god, it seems reasonable to be able to say that won't happen again, especially if it happened like a long time ago and it's kind of like a story you've carried down through generations and it's yep. somewhat of like a globalized tale at this point, you can pretty confidently say that'll never happen again. Well, it hasn't but I can't guarantee years, the world won't end again. It just won't happen that way again. Yeah, yeah. That, ma- that makes sense. He has like a especially, whole three especially since at this point, it's just Noah and his family that are yeah. alive and God's like you pass this down to your kids like the covenant is with you and all your kids yeah so like you all know this won't happen again so we're good yeah i yeah i, I that one just caught me because it kind of like links up with the other flood stories we talked about of the idea of like this is a one-time thing and mm-hmm. like they know it's a one-time thing and this is the guarantee that it's probably a one-time thing yeah I mean, the whole probably thing comes up with why did he do it in the first place? Apparently, it was. I've been always told when they sit, when the Bible says for the world was wicked in the eyes of the Lord, they what they inferred about that, which is kind of funny with what we just read. It relates to is what they infer by that is God saw the worship of Baal and the worship of Moloch and the uh, like, you know, child human sacrificing idols idols and whatnot, Mm. and then literally, you know, that's the reason he flooded the joint. But literally, right after he ends it. He starts asking for the same thing. That is a good point. I'm yeah. just saying, people. It doesn't I'm specifically saying, say that God was mad because of idol worship. But he. But I thought he was because. He, he I, does just, say it's wickedness, told. though. It was just but, the wickedness of the world. And, and then Noah is right. He requests that shit. He's yeah. Like, yeah. He asks for it himself. I just find it interesting because I've been explained to me a lot by uh, youth Jealous. pastors and whatnot that that it was uh, that that God killed him because of these horrible sex rituals and these horrible like you know human sacrificing, and yet here we are. <laughs> Well, yeah. I mean, I mean, he didn't say anything about kids. No, no, he didn't. Unless, yeah. So that's that's something we should dive into on this part too, because uh, we are kind of halfway through it at this point. Uh, the the character development of God. Already this rich, is rich, rich, rich. Pretty measurably a mistake. Yeah. And uh, God fixed the mistake with His all powerfulness, but He did make a mistake. Uh, and we are reading this as, like, God's a character. He might not be omnipresent, omniscient, omnipotent. But what do you guys think about God fixing a mistake? Well, we've had the all-present discussion, and I yeah. think that, like, we kind of settled on the fact that it's up to your interpretation. But at this point, to me, if he was making a mistake and then he fixed things by killing everyone, and I wasn't there when we read that chapter, but... That just seems like he's breaking his own rules twice. Like he's not forgiving. He's not teaching. And many people say God is the teacher of teachers. He's not teaching them anything. He just erased it. That's a good question, actually. Actually, yeah. Probably I, not. No, I, mean, I really I think came we to might Jesus. just be imposing that upon That's a Jesus God. thing, dude. I, that ain't that, a that, That's what I remember <laughs> of Jesus. what I've heard about Jesus is that's where the forgiveness things come from. But I haven't seen anything to do with that yet. This guy but like has... if we if we think of this in terms of like this God is creating a uh, a race, man. That's what God did at the start, man and man and woman. Uh, it's kind of like when a parent creates a child, 
And when you have a kid, the kid does not always grow up the way that the parent expects. So you should kill them. Or you, yeah, you should should you abuse them? Five year late. Should you abuse them to the abortion. point that they are like? Lock them and have a new one. <laughs> yeah. Are, should you abuse them to the point that they are like a tiny inkling of what they once were, and then go? Oh, oh no, no, no. I can make I can make you a promise. This will never happen again. Force like, them to join if that the happened, if that happened in like, if that happened in in this like, in this world with like a real family, we'd be like, that's some abusive shit. God, yeah. yeah. This this story is like. That's it. it it's abusive is the perfect word because it does read that way of like God has a kid. There's air quotes. He doesn't like how the kid grows up, so he literally fucking kills the kid. Look what he did to his actual son. One. Look what he does to his actual son, dude. <laughs> Which <laughs> his actual son. Okay, but <laughs> a mistake where you a mistake air quotes yeah where you kill everyone on Earth except a couple people and you didn't mean to kill those people. What is that like? What are the implications of that toward like every other time that God kills people on earth? Like, how do that, you know that that wasn't a mistake? That like, proposes that's... another question, too, is did God get lucky that Noah was one good guy in a million? Or did he know that Noah would be one good guy in a million? Commonly mm. debated. Because that, that, like, that's, that'd be the difference between omniscience and being a character. Well, I think just from the odds, from the probability of picking like one <laughs> yeah. dude and that dude being like, and his I would, family too is also I would, I would hinge towards like probably kind of omniscient, at yeah. least omniscient enough for that. Yeah, <laughs> to, to have though, a but... set up Noah. <laughs> yeah, I've picked a lot of bad guys in my time. It is not easy to pick the right one first try. Like right? that's not gonna happen for any of us. Like, <laughs> trust me, I have chance in picking men, and it's awful. So at the very least, God is very. <laughs> Very long. Yeah. <laughs> at the, at the uh, and and so we can, uh, uh, go, I guess, go back, because me and Noah were talking about that wickedness a second ago. Chapter 6, verse 5 is where that is. The Lord saw how great man's wickedness on the earth had become, and that every inclination of the thoughts of his heart was only e- uh, evil all the time. The Lord was grieved that he had made man on the earth, and his heart was filled with pain. So the Lord said, I will wipe mankind, whom I have created from the face of the earth, men and animals and creatures that move along the ground and birds of the air, for I am grieved that I have made them. But Noah found favor in the eyes of the Lord. He said it twice, dude. I'm sorry I had to do the ding, ding, ding. But he he just admitted twice. I regret. I I I hey, missed this did, was a mistake. He this, did grieve it. Yeah. Yeah, no, if you if he grieved it, that just shows, yeah, I I don't fucked up and I'm God. I can't be doing that. I'm God. I I do as a devil out for the devil's advocate though. Maybe. Maybe he is still omniscient and this was still part of the like game to him. He knew he would feel pain over it cuz he loves us, right? Mm-hmm. I could it could it could it be I, I mean if this really is an omniscient all all powerful God, like, maybe it would it would be upon him to just create conflict because if he really created everything and rules over literally everything, yeah. just creating conflict and then resolving it and then he creating does. conflict and resolving it might just be his way of doing it. 
that's a lot of the story arc of this whole book, pretty much. Yeah. I mean, it's literally about <laughs> like the entire Old Testament is about like one group of people going around, and God's like, "Yeah, you you can go kill all those people and take their shit." Like, I it is good in my eyes. It is. Noah, have you read Head? <laughs> you know what, man? I don't read a lot, but I've come to learn I kind of like it. I'm not great at it, but I kind of like it. Well, what about not, going back to high school? We talked about the teacher thing too, and you know, like it could have been like a teaching moment to have to kill the entire world, which is fucked up because, you know, but they learned, didn't they? <laughs> uh, I mean, they died and then God got to start anew with his. Yeah. I was about to say, here we are sitting here, not believing in the Abrahamic God. Did we learn? We have unlearned since. Also, Noah was a while ago. Like it there's, there's been some events. 6, Allegedly, I'm flipping Something through the happened. rest of the book we have to read. No, no, that's the end of the book. The rest is just a giant appendix. I can't say that at home, but what this book said is exactly what's happening right now. <laughs> All right, so um, to the rainbow. Uh, that is the seal of the covenant. That um, blows my fucking brains out, dude. I am so, I'm having a moment over it. It, it makes a lot know. of stuff about a whole group of people click. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Like, um, so much. Oh, my God, so much. Did, did everyone have a, a bow as the word that he he put his bow in the cloud? I don't think I don't have a mine bow. says that, but yeah, I have heard that one. Mine says rainbow. Oh, rainbow. Yeah. Same. Whenever I bring clouds over the earth and the rainbow appears in the clouds, um, in mm. reference to Noah remembering the covenant. Interesting. Then I'll, then to, uh, I guess, start this next section, yeah, I'll just read mine. Right? Go for it. Do you have New King James? Yeah, I do. Well, that makes or, sense. Luke and I are more... What's the uh, New King James? Uh, uh, well, I mean, like, a different just... translation. But, like, Luke and I have more Americanized versions, I believe. You have the NIV, and I have, like, the National American Bible or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, that one's America's Bible. The, literally. It, the, God's Bible, you might say. God's KJV, <laughs> for anyone who cares, was uh, uh, finished up in uh, 1611, and uh, me and Noah's were... Mine, 1978, and his, 1989. I think we decided mine's from 2012. Three. 2003. Yeah. Is the King James Bible the, the first translation into English? No. Uh, there was the Wycliffe, which was, I think, the first first English one, 1382. And it was based off the Vulgate, which was the Latin translation. The Tyndale came next. People started getting printed. Yeah, we watched a YouTube video about the most valuable book in the world being the first print of a Bible, wasn't it? Yeah. I can believe it. Gallagher? The, the Gutenberg Bible. Gutenberg. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I believe it. It's probably huge. It's only worth, like, what, nine million? Only. Well, we, like, we were going out and Show me another book. And there were a lot more expensive things. <laughs> we were trying Not to find really out really what the most <laughs> expensive object in the whole world was. Oh, well. Yeah, I know. It a was, city? <laughs> No, an Actually, object. Some, we had some, some stuff though. That, like outpriced cities. I believe it. Uh, like yeah. small. If you were, uh, if you were to like quantify into money, New York's. There was. Oh, I mean, I bet New York like would be most things. I think the no, most no, expensive thing was a Da Vinci painting of Jesus that was like three hundred and forty-two million. It was insured it. for eight hundred and fifty something. Oh though. yeah, that's the what eight hundred and fifty yeah. million dollars. But I watched a video after you left. Is that insane? Oh, yeah, I believe it. Jeff Bezos boat. Anyone want to guess? Oh, the the history. The gold yacht one. Three billion. I feel like that's blasphemy for someone like Jeff Bezos Higher? to speak, even in a near proximity to holy items. 
Seven. Imagine spending seven. Imagine spending one billion dollars on a boat. <laughs> yeah. Seven billion. Yeah. Oh, Unreal. I've seen, I've seen worse. Unreal. I've seen worse. Boats are it, just. Whole there's this Twitter account. There's there's this Boats. Twitter account uh, that the entire account is devoted to. It's titled "Has Jeff Bezos Decided to End World Hunger Yet?" <laughs> and most of the tweets are just no. We'll keep you updated. <laughs> we'll keep you updated. Every now and then they toss like a maybe. Find out next week. And then next week is a no. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway, sorry for that tangent, but the rainbow thing is insane. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Boycott, wanna... boycott Amazon and any of their companies. Yeah, don't Absolutely. worry. Don't yeah, give yeah, that don't shiny bald headed uh, man your money. A great example is these microphones. Actually, were on Amazon for, I think like eighty five bucks. Mm. Um, and I, I highly recommend next time you're on Amazon, you might have heard this hot tip before. Oh, Shop on Amazon and then you click the link to the store page. And then go to the company's website and order straight from the website. And sometimes because it's they'll cheaper. ship, and it's usually cheaper. And if it's not, you're still not giving Amazon your money. Yeah, it's so much. Things. It's so much more ethical. Also, if you shop at Whole Foods, find a better place. Yeah, sorry. Dude. Target. If you, you're if you, too much for grapes. If you watch Twitch, I mean, wait, is Twitch owned by Amazon? Yes. Too? I believe what it. the I fuck? Which one did I find <laughs> out was owned by Amazon? Guy buys the other like five day. things a week. Oh, you know what? Here's a big bummer that I learned recently. Adam Savage is tools. Uh, they're they bought him. Really? They own Adam. How yeah. do they, dude? If you can Adam, own if Adam you're from, out there, I love Adam. you, but that was a mistake. <laughs> they buying people? <laughs> yeah, they own Adam Savage. Hey man, when you're rich enough, the Thirteenth Amendment is just a piece of paper. Hey, let's not. Are you getting one of these? Yeah, no problem. Okay. Me too. Yep. Thank you. Um, be strong, brother. We will get back to the rainbow, but uh, uh, I gotta say, though, I <laughs> but mean, fuck Jeff Bezos. Yeah, <clears throat> I've been reading this. I was actually having this chat with Luke earlier before we started recording. I actually don't know any. We've covered pretty much every story in the Bible that I know. I don't know the Tower of Babel. I don't know one. Samuel and the Lion. Real good one. Samuel and the Lion. Uh, Samuel Samson. L. Jackson, I believe. Samuel L. Jackson and the Lion. <laughs> And so, like, I guess reading this book, you know, big, big message talk here is really making me more tolerant of Christians posting sunsets on their Instagram. Word. Not all of it is meaningless, you know, kitsch. <laughs> well, yeah, it's definitely been something that I thought, like, just like so innocently, like, wow, it's really cool that, like, without any prompting, you see something amazing in the sky and think that that's your God doing that. And it's. They think that, but it's not because they just decided one day to look up in the sky and think like, oh, that's really pretty. God must have done that. It's in black and it's, white. Yeah. It's written. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and for some of them, I mean, if they if they be, if they believe in the God, they got the paperwork. If, yeah. they, if they believe in the God, they may have come come upon that themselves. Because I mean, this book it says that He did everything. Yeah. So it's like, if you you get a default to an answer, <laughs> God did it. God. Secret <laughs> secret answer G. Secret answer G. Is it A, B, C, or D? I'm going to go with G. It's G on it's this G, one. It's always G. It could probably be A or B or C or D, but Capital it's definitely G. G. Yeah. Um, there's, there's, these, there's some people on Twitter that'll they'll, they'll take pictures of the sun and they'll, like, find, like, Gs uh, and Ds, oh, like, Lord. in the, like, Oh, in lighting. sunspots It's like the yeah, toast so that the, like, sun is... One of my favorite ones is there's this picture NASA took a couple of years ago oh, of this God. nebula. Uh-oh. It's uh, really far away. Some distant nebula, and uh, it's I don't know what it's called, but uh, 
it has a very very distinct cross in it. Um, but it is oh, I've I've seen the memes. It's I've an seen equilateral the no, I know, cross. I know. I know. Yeah. Uh, so it's not like a Christian. It's not an obviously Christian but cross. But it's close enough. But a lot of I, you see like a lot of posts no. I've of seen like, it, dude. I've seen that one. Yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking God about. If Same with the. This um, is out there in space. Well, let's uh, let's get back into this because we're about to hit an hour. So. I'm probably going to cut most of this conversation. Words. Well, and we had. Uh, okay, you well, or, or, or you can leave it in. We could see. Uh, I mean, leave leave us a comment if you would like us to yeah. uh, have some episodes where, or or parts of episodes where we maybe don't talk strictly Bible. Yeah, detour, talk about related things. I'd be down to like. I don't know if we I'd have a comment section. I'd be down to know section, if like we would be okay we with. We try one. Like doing political. <laughs> Like, I would be down to know how people feel about us being political in the show, like, period. Yeah. Because, yeah. like, we can talk about a lot of interesting issues coming up, you know, we can talk about abortion, we can talk about mm. police brutality, we could talk more about well, the death I, penalty. Well, I, I, I think, like, talking about this stuff and then relaying it kind of to how we've been doing, it's inherently political, some of the stuff that we've mm-hmm. been saying. Oh, oh, there's a whole group so, of people that absolutely. vote based off of this point. Yeah. Exactly. So, like, like... We should make it a little yeah, political. Honestly, if you have an issue with this being political... Find a new podcast. Yeah, we're studying the well, Bible. This isn't too, really the most softballed program. Yeah. What, one we thing just, I we just had a genocide. Bible, we're a little bit traumatized. Like, it really helps get why people I disagree with vote. Because, yeah. like, I, I, I think if I didn't know a lot of the concepts in the Bible, I would hardcore dr- judge a lot of conservative voters for what they're voting for. But when you go into it understanding, like, oh, they don't like abortion because they have a God that tells them so, it doesn't, like, make make taking away women's rights okay but it certainly justifies it better than they're just doing it because they're stupid <laughs> it's interesting you oh sorry go ahead oh no you're good i was just gonna say like you see the same thing for uh judaism and um islam all three branches of this culture you see that pretty much like like you can see why the politics of this this country that country you know in this time that time be it you know europe in the 1940s or or nowadays you know, like, yeah, so it, it is very... Why are you recording me, man? Bro, I just got to get it for the snaps. It's like dual recording, man. This is inception. <laughs> it's a lot for one man to hold. This man, this motherfucker's got a camera on me. I didn't sign no release. This motherfucker's... Nah, so, but yeah, go ahead, Ailey. It's Sorry. interesting you say that, because, like, coming from somebody who did not learn any religion or become, like, loyal, quote-unquote, to any sort of, like, gods... I just think they're stupid. I'm sorry. It's not like I actively try to force down that bias, but like while we're on the topic of it, learning about it makes it more sense, but I still like can't get behind someone actually using it and doing it and like putting it into practice. I just had an idea. We can cut this out if you want. Could we just go around the table real quick? Where do we all sit today with spirituality? That's just a curious question I have. We, We should do a whole episode for that. I was, I was thinking about that. Um, and we, there, there's two things that I'm going to propose in podcast. We do an episode an hour long with a couple of like, like maybe like a 10 pointer question and all of us just discuss answers um, to just get a good like idea of where everybody's sitting and also for audience purposes uh, and maybe even like throw in some politics in there too. Yeah, totally. But, uh, and then another one is we, you would just mention like how politics is kind of like inexplicit, like inextricably linked to this book. We've been talking about maybe jumping around to Revelations with yeah, some of the stuff that's yeah. been going on right now. Oh, uh, this is absolutely. 2020, baby. This is 2020. Yeah. This is the year, man. Yeah. So I, I think I might start doing a little bit of research on maybe every now and then jump to a chapter in Revelations and Word. talk about it or related to a political event that occurred. Or Lamentations. There's some of them in Lamentations there as well. Lamentations, too. Yeah. Quite a 
bunch of trippy ones, yeah. But yeah, that was that two related things and to to the audience if anyone's interested in that text me the only people who listen to this have my phone number so i actually had a question <laughs> to the audience i actually had a question to the audience uh and a question to y'all and i've just heard this through my family members and just people around me who are far more religious or you know in that sense than i am they're all talking about how this year in particular with what's had gone on in the world not just this year but the past let's just say five years but this year in particular, as you were talking with the predictions and stuff, how is that impacting y'all's faith or anyone's faith? Because I've heard, I've seen some people getting really like, almost like, some people are getting very strong in their faith. And then others are like, who are very potent in faith prior, were like, I don't know how, I don't know if God is with us. I don't know if. Yeah. Know, Actually, like, I have an interesting story about that. So my family is visiting a sick family member I have in Florida. Um, Nobody in my family is really religious, but my uncle married a very, very, very to-the-bone religious woman. Uh, My uncle got sick enough that he needed to be admitted to the hospital. And it it turns out that in addition to a different medical problem he was having, he also had COVID. Um, And my parents went down there just basically to, like, try to make sure that everything was good and, you know, they were doing all right. And my aunt would not... Like, she refuses to wear a mask, refuses to wash her hands when she goes to the hospital, like, takes every, like, almost unprecaution to, like, takes every opportunity to just, like, throw it in your face that, like, if God wants me to get COVID, that's his will. She's doing her work. She's really, like, it's really kind of interesting. I kind of admire that. I I was about to say, low-key, big ups, respect, man. Yeah. (laughs) On the the non-religious side of me, it says, like, that's retarded. She should not be doing that. But the side of me that, like, respects other people of different, like, opinions says, good for her for Hell actually, yeah. like, practicing her religion. No, that's cool. Like, if no, she yeah. genuinely believes in that God, she's, like, she's act- she's acting like she does. Yeah. Like, that's cool. No, she does. Like, totally. That's just, like, that's an interesting thing that's happening in, in relation to current events, like you were saying. Some people's faith is getting stronger and, like, getting pinned, like, take to the mat. How far are you willing to go? Like, are you, are you willing to die if it's God wills for you, God's will to get COVID? But also, there are people, there are people that are who, like wither away. Yeah. It's, it's almost like people are told the only two options are to fall in the hands of God or fall into the hands of science. And I don't blame people who believe that because pretty much that that's kind of what it looks like at this point. Um, and you know, I've I've seen that definitely where some people just fall in one hand. Some people who you wouldn't think would fall straight into the other. Like, screw God, we need a vaccine. Or and the others like those vaccines will kill you. They're from the devil. We need God. <laughs> well, I mean, it, we are talking about. Bill and Melinda, so I mean, this is close enough. Yeah, it's cool I don't know. disagree with them. Yeah, <laughs> so should we should we get back on and finish? But, but that makes sense. Also, also from like a science oh, point yeah. of view, like she's probably in the clear if her dude had COVID. Or, sure. Yeah. Like she probably yeah. already has it. Yeah, she probably <laughs> so, so she's, she's asymptomatic safe. for three weeks and they got over it. She's safe in the faith area, and she's also safe in the biomedical. And <laughs> now it's going to further confirm her religious beliefs. Amen. Yeah. So is this a win-win-win? I think it is. It's a win-win-win. You (laughs) You heard it here. And that's the fun of Christianity, too, is you really can't lose when bad things happen to you. When we we get into the Gospels, we'll definitely read more about it, but there's this, like, beautiful, uh, like, like Mm -hmm. a win-win that you always end up in with Jesus because when a bad thing happens to you, it's to make you a better person from God. When a good thing happens, when a good to, you, thing happens to you, it's the abundance of God. 
it, it also you just, can't lose. I haven't, I haven't even read the full the full Jesus section, um, but the whole the whole idea of you joining Christianity because this guy will forgive everyone is a sinner and everyone does sins, but this guy, if you just follow what he says. He will forgive you for all those sins. I mean, it's a really good deal. It yeah. really is. No, I yeah. understand why it was convincing to pagans at the time. But like when I'm arguing with the dude at the, when I'm arguing with the dude at the university about it, I realize it's not an argument that I can win. Well, no. because it's set up not to. You can't. Yeah, lose you're it. set up to lose. I, whenever I talk to like street preachers on campus, it like I go into it like knowing I am going to get to a point with this guy <laughs> where. I'm going to have to say to him, do you realize that, like, your faith can't be proven wrong? And he's going to say, yes, that's the point. That's why I believe it. And I'm going to say, okay, like, I'm glad we both got there together. (laughs) That's like, that's like saying, like, the the sun is green. I see the sun is green. Yeah. Prove me wrong. And I can't. Like, I can't. And then when I finally say, I can't prove you wrong, he says, okay, then why don't you believe the sun is green? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh no! <laughs> okay, so Any, anyway, uh, we've gotten pretty a little far. bit off the beaten path, but I think I still see it. Pretty far off the beaten path. Um, we've got more than half of this to go. That's okay. We're at the hour, so yeah. That's also, this is hour. a special episode because we're returning. I mean, okay. you don't know yeah, that. The boys are back in ten. Yeah, our average time at this point is an hour and a half, not an hour, so it's fine. It's a podcast. Hopefully, you're on a long car ride. Yeah, let's hope. Or right. trying to fall asleep. Or trying to fall asleep. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So, um, Alex, let's jump back in. Let's I'm going to start with the rainbow. <laughs> Bring us back to a beautiful place. Mm. Yes. No more and, water death. No, no. And God said, This is the token of the covenant which I make between me and you and every living creature that is with you for, for, for perpetual generations. I do set my bow in the cloud, and it shall be for a token of a covenant between me and the earth. It shall come to pass when I bring a cloud over the earth that the bow shall be seen in the cloud and I will remember my covenant which is between me and you and every living creature of all flesh and the waters shall no more become a flood to destroy all flesh and the bow shall be in the cloud and I will look upon it that I may remember the everlasting covenant between God and every living creature of all flesh that is upon the earth. And God said unto Noah, This is the token of the covenant, which I have established between me and all flesh that is upon the earth. Mr. Nice Guy all of a sudden, man. <laughs> <laughs> no kidding. This is a three, the 180. It's like when your stepdad beats you and then he goes out and buys you ice cream. You know yeah. what I mean? He's yeah. just like, I'll never do that to you again, son. I Here's this ice cream. That's a promise. This is ice cream. I promise I love you and your mother. <laughs> this is kind of a situation where it's Thanks, like... Thanks, Jeff. God, God man, he, Jeff is so cool to me. <laughs> he's better than like Will or Bob, man. I'll tell you that. I'll tell you that. <laughs> Will and Bob never got me ice cream. Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> this this seems kind of a situation where like God said it one too many times. It's like it's sus, man. He feels bad, sus. Man. Yeah. Why Why did you say it a third time? Yeah, yeah man. We get bad. it. I trusted you the first and second time. <laughs> it's getting suspicious now, God. Yeah. Why, why do you keep on saying to me you're never gonna do it? Are you gonna do it again? I'd noticed something when he read it too. There was a little word that I didn't notice the first time, but he actually he doesn't say in the first time that it's a covenant between him and man. It's a covenant between him. And the earth. Well, no, it is it's, also between. But then, in the second time, he says it's children, the three of and yeah, the and the animals. I, yeah, yeah. I, I think the I think when he says between me and the earth, it's kind of like a 
or is this a catch-all for all the other things that he all I've created? Yeah. yeah, all the bullshit he put on. Yeah, yeah. 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 So there's another argument in there for climate change. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So in my version, in the message, it says, "From now on, when I form a cloud over the earth." And the rainbow appears in the cloud. I remember my covenant between me, you, and every living thing that never again will the floodwaters destroy all of life. But mine says every time a cloud happens, because every time a cloud happens, a rainbow happens. Mm -hmm. You know that. And there are more and more clouds coming onto the earth. Bigger storms, like lots more clouds. Like that is kind of a... The thing is though, do we If I bought into it, I'd be in. Well, yeah. he said we have, we have every literal, time he does a cloud. But but these days we have literal weather modification technology. Oh, here we go with we the hard machines. We can create clouds. For those no, no, of no, you at home that don't know, he's talking that, about the H A R P machine. But use an incognito. That that makes me think something else. The incognito will not help you. VPN would probably be better. We are not sponsored by Nord, but I would highly suggest Nord if you're going to look anything like that. That got me thinking that I. That could be a reason for a Christian to not believe in climate change because if you have people saying who don't believe in God, um, like sea levels are rising, you got multiple times God has said, "I'm not gonna do that." That's, what about Katrina? I'll never do that. Again. Katrina, dude. Like, what? Name any of the hurricanes it's that have happened. Flooding in the, last... the earth, though. Laura's it's flooding the, right <laughs> flooding the east coast. Oh. Hurricane Laura. Yeah, and as awful as these hurricanes are, this flood sounded pretty bad. Yeah, to be honest, Uh-oh. He, Uh-oh. I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to say that yeah, one flood I mean, is worse than another flood, uh, but it's just the way this one is described. A lot of people, like percentage wise, of total people died, and they have no FEMA back then. They had okay. no insurance on. It that. also sounds they, like FEMA did not. Do FEMA did not. To do, help. FEMA has historically been bad, and trust me, they would have been awful in that situation. So maybe it was a good thing they had no FEMA, but yeah, it was a flood with no insurance, people. But rest in peace to all the uh, yeah. victims of those oh my tragedies. God. All potential. I, I mean, are you talking about this prehistoric flood or, or like recent? All floods? of them. All the tragedies. Tragedies just, are tragic. Just God bless all the victims I think of Rose everything that's that. ever happened. God bless. God bless all the victims. <laughs> an injustice uh, anyway. I walked out of the it's room. An and I don't know where you guys anyway. took this. It got um, taken down a hole. What are we, we, what are we on right now? From. What's <laughs> what's going on? Uh, we were discussing floods. We're talking yeah. about clouds. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, he says over and over again, uh, "I'm not going to do it. I promise I won't beat you again. This is the last time." Um, and uh, and Comedy then he leaves off on saying uh, saying he won't do it one more time. Right, it was so. the last time for me. That was I was like, eh. the la- yeah. It was like okay, you said it a lot of times. You, <laughs> you looked me dead in the eyes. You looked me dead in the eyes. I'm sorry if somebody has a stepdad. But yeah, we didn't mean to hit up on that too hard. Yeah, you know, just, like just push that one back. Yeah, down. yeah. We, we love oh, you. We fuck. love all our listeners, man. We love. <laughs> I so I don't think there's much else. He kind of just says it over and over again. Lots of clouds, lots yeah. of good contract. Yeah. There it is. I love how this story ends. I can't spoil it because it's so good. No, Luke knows I want to spoil it so bad. Yeah, so uh, let's let's jump into it then. So, uh, so we can get to Noah spoiling it. Hey, man, it's a funny ending for the Bible. Most Bible stories end with like mass murder, a person's wife or child getting murdered. It is. This one had a pretty funny ending. I don't know the ending, so I'll yeah, just live stream yeah. it on Facebook right now. Perfect. Yeah, I'll live react to it. Let the world see. <laughs> no, right. but really, I don't know where this is going. So, like, 
I love heads up ending. to the people. <laughs> I love it. The sons of Noah who came out of the ark were Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Ham was the father of Canaan, in parentheticals. These were the three sons of Noah, and from them came the people who were scattered over the earth. Noah, a man of the soil, proceeded to plant a vineyard. When he drank some of its wine, he became drunk and lay uncovered inside his tent. Ham, the father of Canaan, saw his brother's nakedness, or his father's nakedness, and told his two brothers outside. But Shem and Japheth took a garment and laid it across their shoulders. They, then they walked in backward and covered their father's nakedness. Their faces were turned the other way so that they would not see their father's nakedness. No homo. No homo. No. When Noah woke from when Noah woke from his wine and found out his youngest son had what what his youngest son had done to him. When Noah woke from his wine and found out what his youngest son had done to him, he said, "Cursed be Canaan, the lowest of the slaves will he be to his brothers." That's exactly what I said. <laughs> he woke up in a drunken stupor and he laid waste the rod on Canaan. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, go for it. I'm I, oh, I bet. I, he was he was shit. playing with himself in that tent, I believe. <laughs> All right. So, um, Noah, a farmer, was the first to plant a vineyard. He drank from his wine, got drunk, and passed out naked in his tent. That's the first one. It's what happened. It's, it's very clear. There's no question about what happened there. <laughs> he got drunk. He passed out. Somebody who read the message before me decided that that was funny and commented in the margin, ha, same. So, <laughs> whoever read this before I was has been there, <laughs> which, okay, fair. Let's be real, who um, hasn't been there? The other kind of funny one is, when Noah woke up with his hangover, that's what it says. Dead ass, he was drunk, right? <laughs> When Noah I woke up with that, his hangover. What's funny about that is that's, like, nothing in mine implies that he woke up with a hangover. I think it's Why would they already implied. <laughs> I think it's already implied. The dude got smashed. They just want to let us know. And then he woke up in a drunken stupor and verbally abused his youngest son. The message, <laughs> well, the message is so going to teach you. There's some information about this portion of the, uh, the chapter because it's obviously a pretty weird story. Um, it's definitely... And, and if you'll notice, Noah actually curses yes. his son. Yeah, you little. And bat. this is not For just like, like a cursed, like colloquially. This is called the curse of Ham in the Bible. This is like a big deal. Uh, it's a real God, God ordained curse upon his son for seeing him naked. Uh, so a lot of scholars kind of think it's weird that Noah reacted so violently, and God backed him. Uh, by by cursing him, <laughs> um, but it's it's suspected that seeing your father naked during this time period would have actually been like a pretty big deal in Babylonia. Um, this would have been a like a, a pretty massive crime, probably an accident on Ham's part, but it still would have been like punishable. I, I don't know, man. Like, also, who gets through seeing their like drunk ass dad naked? Well. Oh, no, sure, no yeah. one handles that well. It doesn't yeah. matter what millennia it is. Totally, it doesn't yeah, seem dude. to explain though, like why Ham felt the need to dress his father. Well, Un- at least, does it say dress in yours? Because it just says cover in mine. Yeah, it says I mean, that it's, it's Ham a, goes and gets his brothers to cover him. Yeah, I but j- they cover, the, or at least in mine, it says garments. I just like oh. which I think of as clothes. That's weird. Garments is definitely a different. Here's what I draw from this. I'm kind of. I'm not sure, but this seems like a good like starting point for telling us pedophilia is wrong. Potentially, yeah. Oh, granted, I don't know, man. There's other parts. 
of this here Old Testament that might uh, conflate conflict with that there statement. But I would like to say this one thing before we get into this heavy. I'm not trying to take it off course. I just want to say one funny thing before we go down the like irreversible path of pedophilia, which, you know, Lord knows it's like the Holocaust. You have to try really hard to make that shit funny. Um, but, uh, but anyway, I was just going to say, I was just going to say, I was just going to say, listeners at home, I was just going to say, I would like to imagine that it was only a covers. We were talking about earlier, Luke, how it's like, we were discussing, was it pajamas or was it just like covers? I always like to imagine his covers to where Noah was still pretty drunk when he came to and he got up completely naked stormed out there <laughs> and like with, with with his dick hanging out in front of God literally and yeah. everyone yeah. he just like curses his son completely buck ass naked without even caring I like to think it went down that way I'm I like, sure it did but anyways yeah no Kaylee made a pretty cogent point that I, I think you'd be interested in Pedophilia? Yeah. Well, I, yeah it's I, kind I, I of wonder. well maybe that's just because it's in the like forefront of my mind right now but like law I beg your pardon? No, no, pedophilia is at the forefront of her head right now. Oh, okay. Yeah, just That's with weird, all of but the, sure. No, just because of all of, like, the current events recently oh, surrounding, okay. like, <laughs> pedophilia in the context of events today, like... There's a lot of it. Well, there have been a lot of, like, really, really super religious people busted for being pedophiles, which, you know, or yeah. quote-unquote really, really religious people. So it's interesting to me that, like, even something like this, like, if you even see your father's body naked by accident... That's not, that's wrong, is what we're saying. Well, I'm, that's I'm, wrong. I'm wondering if that's somehow a metaphor, because in, in mine it says, and Ham, the father of Canaan, saw the nakedness of his father. And I wonder if that's a, a metaphor, if it's more than he just saw his it, father's it nakedness. Read, it reads mm. that way to me, too. When mine I was doing some research on it, it seems like most people, uh, like religious and non religious scholars, take it literally. In that, like, this is an actual thing that happened, and for some reason it was a big deal. That seems like apologists of, like, of the only metaphor from this would be that his father fucked his kid on accident. Yeah, I... And then you punish the kid for that? Well, mine, mine, it says it in the present tense. Mine says, or I guess in the literal sense, Ham, the father of Canaan, saw that his father was naked and told his two brothers who were outside the tent. So that implies he was in the tent, he saw his father naked, went outside the tent, was like, guys, dad's naked in there. Now, there is uh, there is a other interpretation of the uh, allegorical one, like with and, Adam and Eve. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, so there's, a, there's another interpretation of this portion, and uh, it does require talking about uh, the, uh, the table of nations, um, oh. which is a concept from the Bible. Uh, that comes up in the next chapter, but it's set up here, of uh, the three peoples of the world, which is Asians, Africans, and Europeans, coming from the three sons of Noah. Oh, so they didn't know. They didn't know that there were people in America. About the rest of the world? Yeah, in the 1700s, they did add that the Native Americans are... Children of Shem. This fellow uh, named Joseph they, Smith. That really is like a cop out. They kind of realized, like, shoot, we have a big plot hole here. We need to. <laughs> the other hemisphere. Add. The other hemisphere. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it does get. This is, is kind of where race science comes from. Yeah, um, it sounds like it. And uh, off the bat, it's very racial. Yeah, but uh, yeah. So um, as you can see, uh, he curses Canaan, who is um, not even Canaan. Is not even the. The one that did it. Yeah, it's the people of Ham. 
uh, it's Ham's descendants, and that is Africa. Ham is the father of Africa. Damn. As far as uh, people who interpret the Table of Nations are concerned, it's Egypt, uh, Kush, um, Nubia. Like Nubia, Libya, places like that that Ham is the, the father the of. The Kush as well? Yeah. Uh, his that first son far? is named Kush. That, Thank you, Father. You, are you talking about like the Hindu Kush? No, uh, the Kush of Africa. But yeah, so he curses Canaan, which are the descendants of Ham, and according to the Table of Nations and lots of European uh, and Asian interpreters, are Africans. Um, and as you can probably guess, this is where he does some justification of slavery comes uh, from. I could see Because that. he explicitly says, the lowest of the slaves will he be to his brothers. Yeah. Ouch. So Ouch. is that, we're going to read more in the next chapter about like that's when it comes down to this is what you're just kind of giving us the yeah yeah okay. so uh Jafet um is the father of Europe um and northern Asia uh and then um Shem is the father of Asia so this is also where the three oids come from later on in oh. history uh wish you were writing about earlier today yeah so negroids uh mongoloids and yeah. cook Caucasoids come from uh, Jafet, Ham, and Shem. Do you know what that? Sorry. Yo, do you know what that that suffix means? Oids. Let me tell you exactly what it means. I'm pretty sure it means like species of like it's a. I think there's a. I think that makes sense because like they call them like molluscoids, arthropoids. Yeah. But yeah, um, that's. That's what's going on here, and in the next chapter, it'll go into the lineages of each of the three sons and the nations that are birthed from them, because this kind of sets up for Jews, like, oh, this is where the Egyptians are from, and the um, like uh, the Syrians and the Persians and the Greeks. Here's where all they come. Here's where they all come from. Who the, the, the fathers of them? Oh, yeah. Which in the 1700s, which which did they say the uh, people of the Americas were? Shem. Shem? Okay. Asia? So they follow the, the scientific idea of yes. Asians yeah. going into into the Americas. Yeah. So they, we agree. They, they were doing it based off of, when I was reading about it, they kind of just got lucky with that guess because they were doing it based off of skin color and like classical like... Features? Yeah. Like phenotypes. Yeah, that kind of stuff. So they just, it wasn't scientific. They got lucky, but they were... Speculative. Like... Right, if we were so to were reassess right. Right. the migration of humans across the earth, they got as we know it now. I, I've seen some. Of, I, I'm interested in this old kind of stuff. I've seen like the uh, you know when the big immigration boom happened in America and the UK, kind of like around World War One. There, I saw, I've seen all the like not a little before that actually. I've seen all the propaganda for it, and it's exactly this kind of race science, and it just compares like nose shape and nostril size. Yeah, they got some things right with that in the I sense of like phenology. <laughs> no, they legit. They got some things right with that just in this it, like most of it is bullshit but for most of it it's like okay yeah these people live well, in cold areas they uh, need better nostrils but the rest of it is like really weird like confound like you know the size of the skull the size of the skull the shape of that, the mouth was a big uh, thing what's it, like, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio's monologue in Django yeah <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. it's exactly it's like that it's basically that, that. it's basically that oh, it's basically God, that but yeah, character so, so no you homo, say yeah. like uh, so, so it says that Canaan is cursed, which is the the children of Ham. Um, they're they're basically like a Semitic people of uh, Africa. But um, the the scholarly uh, assumption as to why this is included in the Bible is later on in Deuteronomy and also the Book of Joshua, God calls for a genocide of the Canaanites, 
Um, he demands the Israelites exterminate them all, including women and children. And, uh, and that's like kind of it's a big thing. And then later on in the book, it's confirmed that the Israelites successfully exterminated them um, by the hand of God. And uh, so it's supposed that this portion is included to justify that. Um, because if you have a God that's genocidal, you kind of need a good reason that he committed a genocide other than like these people were just in a land I told you you could have. Yeah, and the good reason being I cursed him. Well, no, the good reason being because his father saw his yeah. So that's that's the that's another hypothesis. As uh, to also, why this is in here. I would like to make a good point. There are many points when, like, also it's inaccurate to a certain point. It was accurate for the time, but later on in history, there are multiple nations in Africa that gain supremacy for a certain periods of time. You know what I mean? Totally, like they, yeah. Yeah, it's not like they were always on the bottom. No, yeah, if you think about the no, Nubians, you think about, like, a lot of the northern, like, kingdoms. Like, they Egypt, were rich. Egypt. I, Egypt like, is the greatest always, example of all. Like, I think a lot of people consider Egypt, like, a portion of Europe and the Mediterranean, and Egypt is no, it's Africa. Africa. It's Africa. Absolutely. <laughs> it's yeah. yeah. The history books would, would lead you to other conclusions. No, it's Africa. Africa. Yeah, no, Egypt, is, Africa. Egypt is an African nation. Yeah, no. So we, like... I've heard the, of course, like, man shouldn't lay with man, right? But could this be another nod at homophobia? Is it ever used as a, like, not excuse, but maybe yeah. just... Oh, yeah. okay. So, I mean, like, I think... Absolutely. Like, homophobic. because yeah. there's, you know, do not lay with another man, but man is currently, like, yeah. used over and over again to, like, describe the race of people... Like, to me, that's about the same kind of reach as this maybe being a nod towards, like, towards that, or at least being able to be used as a modern justification, if we're going to twist words. Oh, yeah. I think, I think that's a really solid hypothesis yeah. is what's going on here. Yeah, they have, like, a full section on, like, the, the two other brothers, like, making, making sure not to look at their father. Yeah, they, like, they, they, they explain how they do it, too. That way there's yeah. no question... About like when maybe Shem saw his dad's no, joke. No, no, he was turned around. They put the blanket on their back. <laughs> yeah, mine is like very specific about that too. It adds like two or three more sentences about how they, yeah, uh, go as far. So I don't know. Maybe that like I think to me be. it's an equal reach. Yeah, totally. Well, right. do we want to close it out? Because there's a little bit more stuff yeah. about this table of nations. Uh, I can I, I can just finish this out and then we can talk about that and then uh, finish up after that. Sing us out, Alex. Um, and by that I mean actually sing this. <laughs> not quite. <laughs> not, not yet. <laughs> not yet. As he said, Cursed be Canaan, a servant of servants shall he, shall he be unto his brethren. And he said, Blessed be the Lord God of Shem, and Canaan shall be his servant. God shall enlarge Japheth, and he shall dwell in the tents of Shem. And Canaan shall be his servant. And Noah lived after the flood 350 years. And all the days of Noah were 950 years. Colon, and then he died. Nothing, no, no rebution from God for even just getting hammered and naked in his tent. No, the, no, getting, just, the getting drunk part was not the problem. No, you're right, you're right, you're right. <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't. I didn't mean to get all personal on you, that man. One thing I immediately noticed is yours says servant and mine says slave. slave. Every time you're yeah. saying servant, that's a slave. much more nicer way of putting it. Mine only says slave once, though. They only. They only. Maybe because it's like King James 
would they have had slaves in Europe no, at that time? Probably not. Uh, I mean, I'm not. I mean, in Euro- in Europe, I mean, like, I mean the UK. I mean yeah. Britain. I mean, no, England. they would have had they like serfdom, but they wouldn't have had like slaves. They, 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 they were busy, they were what? pimping out the Welsh and like the Scottish and the Irish and all them. They what? didn't have need for import. I might be, I may, might be wrong, but were the English the one of the first European countries to get rid of slavery on their yes. home homeland? Yeah. Wasn't it before America? I've been told they did it oh, a it little well bit before, before America. America. Yeah. yeah, it was it was well oh, before America. Here's Brazil a... was recent, wasn't it? Not as recent as Haiti. Ooh, <laughs> slightly slightly different. Cut them Haitians a bit. Ever so slightly they different. Gotten a break since Clinton was in office. So here's a question I, I have about <laughs> this. We've kind of touched on it before. It says that Noah lived 950 years total. Yeah. Baller. In that line of thinking. If we were to scientifically figure out how to achieve immortality, is that not a sin? Living for a long time? Living forever? Oh, um... Because he lived 950 years, which is not a long time, but basically back then they could have been like, oh, live forever, like... Yeah. And so, okay, but I just don't know if that's like a... if it's Because I know it's a Christian thing to like die and go to heaven or die and go to hell, but it's like... I thought it was like a Christian thing that you weren't supposed to live forever either. I, yeah, that or that comes to the theology of like uh, I don't think it's specifically ordained at all in the Bible that you should not live forever. I think though um, the expectation is that were you a real Christian or a real Jew, you wouldn't want to. Like think of it this way: if you were positive that you would have an eternal life after this one, why would you want to live forever in a world that you know your God says is one of suffering? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I mean, it, it's just, I, we, we're making progress about humans living longer, humans living longer, and yeah. eventually there's going to come a, like, far enough in the future, if we make it that far, there's going to come a, a time when we figure out how to make humans live forever, and I guess my question is, just boils down to, like, is that unchristian? To, like, are we going to have a, a thing where Christians aren't going to want to uh, you know, take this miracle drug or undergo this miracle procedure yeah. or something yeah, like that? Yeah, we've seen it Because in the they know... That they're gonna die and go to a better place. Will it be unchristian to stay here? Yeah, I mean, if or would it be if more Christian? You could die and go be with God, which is like what will in the book we're reading happen. Um, I would assume somebody who genuine was like a real Christian would believe it'd be wrong to withhold that from yourself, um, because part of being a Christian is yearning to be with God. So I, I if. If I had to answer from a non-Christian perspective, I would say probably like it might be considered a sin when if were that to were we to get to a point where that's possible. So would that be like, what if you? I I've always kind of thought like making the world better place, even if it's better by the by the bounds of this book. So if you were to have the choice to live forever on this earth and help end people's suffering and help them go to God. Or just immediately die and go to God. Isn't it more selfish to just take your own life or choose not to live forever so you can't convert people to your religion so that you can save more people? You're You're actually asking the same question that is proposed uh, by the two schools of the two major schools of Buddhism regarding uh, bodhisattvas and the idea of um, if you reach enlightenment, do you have an ethical responsibility to reject it? Because like, if you get there and you know how to get there, shouldn't you stay on the earth and teach that to people Show rather people than accept the, the enlightenment? Yeah. Because yeah. that would be an evil thing to do to everyone else. Well, yeah, you're no. withholding the knowledge. I just think that's some interesting food for thought here because that's, 
to me, that's where this line of thinking goes. Yeah, like, totally. honestly, that is a great place to leave leave with our audience. Good cliffhanger, y'all. Yeah, something we to, won't answer next week. Something to think about. Okay, well, well the w- one thing we should probably we should try to put together is uh, we should make a list of questions like that that we run into, and maybe like we try to answer from the perspective of a Christian, but like just get them down, and maybe we can get like two or three actual Christians in here from different uh, denominations and just ask them like Bibles in front of us, get like a because. I'd be curious to know what an actual Christian would say. Yeah, I don't know what an actual Christian would say. That's why I kind of asked. But, like, I have no background. Like, to me, I wouldn't want to live forever, even though I don't know where I'm going. Yeah. Like, even though there's still a chance I might go to hell, there's still a chance there might be nothing. Like, there's no promise of something better afterward. But I, I think it would be tedious to live forever. So I'm curious to know what a Christian would think. Yeah, from, I, like, think, I think more about... I, I guess I, w- I would think more about that, like, Buddhist... Uh, point of view where like we can we can leave the cycle but that is a very good question on like are you is it a good thing to like are you can you do better good more good by staying within it yeah yeah i I wish i could uh me uh this is editing luke speaking so just to clear up the definitions of um I guess the two primary schools of thought on bodhisattvahood is uh, Theravada Buddhism, which is like best described as OG Buddhism, um, understands bodhisattvahood as like the literal definition, which is just bodhi, enlightenment, and sattva, which is like living or a being. Um, And it just means generally a person who is on the way to Buddhahood. there's a million like different uh, interpretations of what specifically that looks like and all sorts of different like sets of steps and things in both Theravada and um, Mahayana Buddhism. But that's primarily the idea for Theravada. And then Mahayana um, is uh, closer to what we were talking about, where um, Bodhisattvahood is the idea of attaining the spirit of enlightenment although you are still within the cycle. And to some Mahayana Buddhists, uh, that is manifested in, like, ultimate human compassion and, um, and wisdom. And so, like, the logical next step is that you stay for the enlightenment of others. And that's not necessarily in all of Mahayana Buddhism. Um, in all the different subsects and different schools of both sides. Um, there's a million different church interpretations of bodhisattvahood, but that's the essentially the idea. Yeah, but if you get if you do get to that point though, and you do know the path, like, what's the harm in going back if you can always go toward? Yeah, no, like, that's what I'm why saying. Why is that if, not just not an open door? Even if it's even if it's you go there and find out you can. You need to go back down to the earth and not return until all of the humans have reached this place that you have been. It's selfish. And from what I understand about Christianity, not Christian to say, no, I want to be with God instead of going down to earth and spreading the good word. That's, and I don't know. I'm not a real Christian. I'm not a Christian at all, but that's accurate. He's a God that uh, he asks for suffrage and sacrifice. Generally what he demands throughout all points of the book. Like at one point it's blood, blood but then the blood even, Jesus, even Jesus said, "You got, you got to follow me, man." 
does a Christian have an ethical responsibility to stay on the earth and suffer to convert? Or well, I always thought that's heaven? why suicide was a sin. Like, and if that is it, I yeah. yeah, and if it was like a sin to commit suicide, and you had the option to live forever, and you chose not to live forever, you're committing suicide, and it's a sin. Yeah, which is again, I'm not a Christian, but like to me, that logic just doesn't. Is, na- doesn't is natural d- is natural death suicide? It's not. No, natural but it death would is not be suicide. In a scenario, you have the option to be, be immortal. Yeah, like we're talking about. Like, so if you're offered the choice to be immortal, you need to take it. Is what you're getting at? Well, that's Possibly. my question. I don't understand from like a very religious point of view what the answer to that would be. Like, I just don't understand. Like, where where does that line go? What about if you're in, like, crazy, crazy, crazy amount of suffering? Right? You just woke up from a coma. You're paralyzed from your neck down, and you know all you can do is preach the good Lord or leave the earth. Like, and you're going to be suffering the entire time you're in it. And I mean, if I was a Christian, I, I might think it's safe to assume like my God loves me and like wants me to be in heaven. He would probably understand and have mercy on a decision of myself to like, like that's what I was just about to say, dude. Like, I feel like suicide in that point is like, if God is truly as all knowing, all understanding, and as all merciful as he is branded to be, I will sin this one last time. And he'll understand out of anyone that this world is suffering. He made it. Well, he didn't make it to be suffering. And what's one more sin with all that qualifies? So a final thought linking to that. If you're going to have a baby, and you know that that baby is going to be suffering... That baby might be really disformed. It's going to have problems for its whole life. It's not going to live very long. Or even just beyond that, like, you know you can't provide for your kid. Have it. Uh, as an adopted kid. <laughs> have that kid and have another. Don't give it away. Have three Collect more. Collect the benefits. Collect don't the benefits. give it away. Just don't give it away. <laughs> Keep it. It doesn't matter what happens. Get those benefits. And if those kids start having kids, whoa, you just hit the cash flow. More no, money. The thing I have thought about is... Uh, anyone like out of everyone christians if if anything should understand most that having a kid is in some ways unethical because they do genuinely believe the world is a world of suffering and torment and there is something greater afterwards and before sure and it but, says i mean the in bible this says in what we just reproduce. read and i i think that might be why that's included in the bible because if i was a christian and that wasn't in there i would say well i just shouldn't have kids yeah, yeah I know, this is not like if my world. if my baby's already in heaven and if I have the kid, it's going to suffer for like 80 years and, and die and go to heaven. Yeah. Why would I waste its time doing that? Interesting quandaries. Well, for us, boys I want to have Bible. a definite Christian on here because, yeah. like, I'm curious. I'm not trying to argue with anyone. Like, no, I just, totally, yeah. I, I want to know what the ruling is on that stuff. Like, yeah, because, yeah. like, plot wise, it doesn't really make much sense why he said that. But from orienting people towards certain outcomes, it makes a lot of sense. Sure, because yeah. because the the logic they've laid down before this is like okay well maybe it would maybe it would be better to just live my life here and not have any kids but if you include this little bit you should definitely yeah yeah if you if you have gotten to this point in the story and you know the world is suffering god created it but it's not perfect the conclusion might be well, i should just lay low not have children Children would result in more suffering, and I'd continue the cycle. And God already tried to end the cycle. Like, yeah. God had mercy on us and ended most of us because we were committing sins. <laughs> yeah, dude, he did a full, clear out lightning sale. Like yeah, we just read about. It. He just missed. He missed one little speck. one, one little piece, man. Yeah, but it was enough. 
Well, uh, next chapter uh, is the Table of Nations, chapter 10, and that is where uh, modern-ish, like, I guess, like, 1800s race science comes from. Um, it's where America justified slavery from. It's where Germany um, justified the Holocaust from. It's where a lot of... It's where a lot of horrible yeah. things have been justified from. Oh, yeah. Um, and it's also where a lot of uh, ancient political relationships are justified, of people being certain people's enemies and people being certain oh, people's allies. Cool. Okay. Yeah, we should. Um, we maybe we maybe even want to start back on what I just read, because there's some intro to that. Yeah, uh, go for it. Oh, no, I just meant... Next time when we oh, when, yeah we should oh, probably okay. start yeah, with yeah. like twenty five or twenty six from nine. No, totally, um, yeah. Also, even before that, next time we can probably go into a little bit more about some of the Noahide laws that we missed and finish up on that. There, there is going to be, I think, a few more Noahide laws in chapter ten. I'm not sure though. If they're if they're not, we'll just cover them and I'll get verses for each of them. That way we're all on the same page. But we got three of them, um, and uh, and that's the first covenant of the Bible too. That's a big landmark out of five. Um, um, we so. will not be flooded. So we're told. We won't be flooded. And all we of us. Animal sacrifice. All of us won't be flooded. Occasionally we're at at human, the same time. Yeah. Not right. again. Yes, but some of us, Maybe. from what we've seen, will be at flooded, but yeah. not everyone at once. Well, those, aren't, those are hurricanes. different. Yeah, man. Hurricanes cause flooding. I'm... To tsunami? He said he what wouldn't do it tsunami? all at once. He didn't he, say yeah, he, he wouldn't piece it out bit by bit. He's piecing it out. Yeah, man. <laughs> First Alabama, then it's the eastern seaboard. Yeah, God is systematic. He is good in his way. Yeah, come on. All right, so uh, we're rambling now. Yeah. All right, uh, we'll, we'll see you guys next time. We God don't know bless. what our schedule is yet. God bless. God bless. God bless. We love hey, you all. Good evening. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.